0: Alright, so I'm recording now, officially. Um, Welcome to episode one, I guess. Um, Yeah, here we are, after figuring this shit out for six and a half hours. Um, Blake's here, I'm here. Episode one of the Zoned Out podcast is officially going. Um, I guess we're going to kind of go over what's going on in terms of playoff outlook and kind of really get deferring opinions because I have a really strong feeling we're going to really argue about a lot of things in terms of the East Coast or the Eastern Conference. And I think another thing that we need to talk about, which we're going to hopefully go in great detail, is what the fuck is going on with the Lakers? And, (laughs) like, simply – meme team. I just – a part of me is starting to think that LeBron, like, fucked everything. And we'll, I mean, we'll hold the comments soon, reserve it later, but uh, first let's um, roll the intro track into some jungle. And we're back, just like I'm sure you thought it was 15 seconds we waited here. It was actually two. So, yeah, I think the first kind of point where I in my notes over that I really want to talk about is um, do you really believe the Nuggets are that good? I guess we'll go further into detail, but I'm, I'm still not – I think they're not ready, essentially. I don't think there's really much to look for. I mean, maybe a second-round appearance, I'm guessing, but – I generally don't know what to expect of that team because depending on injuries, that team's either a two seed or a six seed essentially. So,
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, first I'd like to say what, like to say what's up to everyone listening. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I listened to your, uh, your intro episode and I'm with you. Um, we don't really know what this is going to be so far, you know, whether it's, uh, two-week thing or it turns into like a long-term thing we'll we'll see we'll roll with the punches exactly and maybe, maybe it'll just be like a recorded conversation between two friends and we'll be like the only people that ever listen to it <laughs> <laughs> either way either way we're gonna roll with it i'm excited to be here so the fucking nuggets um i don't really know what to make of the nuggets like i remember going into the season and just like talking with some friends and stuff and i was like the Nuggets are like deep and good. And they had I think like a top four offense last year. Like And they missed the
0: playoffs by one game where they lost yeah. the Wolves. Like that's God, the that's Western just how Conference. good the West was last year. And yeah. I think it's yeah. still good this year. I just don't I'm it's a part of me where I'm it, I get like flashbacks mm. thinking of like that mellow team with the Nuggets where even though they got to the Western Conference Finals that year, I just didn't mm-hmm. think they had everything. And I mean, I don't really know what it's kind of weird to say this, but What's like the outlook if you're a team like the Nuggets? Because you're not getting past the, the Warriors. Nuggets.
1: The Nuggets don't see it. right now are 42 and 20 and are a game and a half back from the Warriors and three and a half games ahead of Portland. So, yeah, they're like locked in the two seed right now. C- still could conceive- conceivably be the one seed. Honestly, yeah, and so could, which I mean, nuts. so
0: could really the Trailblazers. That's not <clears throat> ridiculous. Yeah, it's very possible. Which I oddly enough, beginning of the year, I was thinking to myself, "Are they gonna blow the team up?" Because I remember there was the whole Dame trade rumors going on. CJ was still being talked about being shopped, and yeah, I just don't really know. Because I think I am still not sure if OKC is going to be a two seed or not. I thought they were going to be halfway through the year, then they're kind of dropping games they shouldn't be dropping.
1: Mm -hmm. The West is just confusing, and. It's weird because those, like, top few teams that you're talking about are, like, the ones that are hard to figure out. Like, you know, Golden State's the clear one. And then after that, it's just fucking, like, muddy water, like, two through five. Denver, yeah, they're Portland. all, like, Denver, the Portland. Clippers. Okay, see Houston, just I, I just all, don't
0: get it. It just doesn't – it's going to –
1: understand.
0: It's going to change fast because there's, what, I think 17 games left, 18 games left, whatever it may be. And I'm just kind of curious as to – because my thought – I mean, if I was to go back and look at my old podcast I had where I said the Clippers weren't going to make the playoffs and I'm still feeling pretty good about that. And now, I mean, if the Kings don't drop the games, they could easily be an eight seed. The Lakers still are not that far out. As a homer, it's hard not to somewhat have a thought in my head that the Wolves can make it. But yeah. it's, I mean, from the eight seed to the six seed, it's one game difference. And then after that, it's, I mean, the Rockets are 37 and 25 as a five seed. Mm-hmm. And who knows where they could be? They were the best team in the West last year. And now I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost first round if they played OKC. <laughs>
1: It's funny cuz when you told me that we were going to do this pod and that you kind of like sent me what we we're going to talk about you know at that time it's like all this hype about like oh yeah the Lakers you know LeBron play on, playoff mode activated like you know everyone is whatever excited. that means like and the Lakers are going to get the going to get the 18 yeah. but like looking at the standings now you know in the last like week since then the Lakers are fucking 3-7 and seven in their last 10.
0: And they've just been dropping <laughs> garbage they're, games.
1: They're four and a half, five games back from the Clippers, from the 8-seed. So, yeah. like, yeah, the Lakers, I mean, they're not out of it. They, they have LeBron, but, like, yeah, just the West is crazy. But yeah. to and... bring it back to Denver. Bring it back <laughs> to Denver quick. Like, I think they are... A very good team I think Jokic is a like God a, a, like an actual <laughs> actual superstar like oh you know, 100%. 100% if I if
0: there was a way to pencil in someone who could be all NBA first team as a center I'd probably put him number one for a center yeah. if we're actually sticking to like true
1: positions I'd it, easily put him in there. number one and I know mm-hmm. we're going to talk about top 10 under 25 a little later but I you know it, can Denver like make a legitimate run? I don't know. So right right now, if the playoffs started today, they would play San Antonio and Which is a favorable you know, matchup. But then yeah, who knows? That's win. pop.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the type yeah. of thing where he can go into a game against an inexperienced roster that has a better yeah. record, and that doesn't matter if you're not coached well enough.
1: Yeah. So is Denver really a two seed, the question? I I mean, I think so. I know there's a lot of people out there though that are like don't think they're for real and all year have been counting them out. But I guess, you know, they're young. They don't have playoff experience. So ultimately it's comes down. It's like same thing with the bucks and teams like that. Like, you know, can they do it in the playoffs? They're doing the regular season. Can they do it in the playoffs? But Denver's deep. I mean, just look at the I'm, roster. Yeah. You have I'm like,
0: looking at it right now and they're fucking young, dude, like yeah. young, young. And the players are in quotes old. I'd say like they're experienced players who, Clearly are being very productive for them, and you know what the most terrifying thing is, is that if Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> actually plays like how he's supposed to play yep. in high school, um, yep. that they're like they're in the perfect spot. He's that was such chilling, a chilling great, in their great back pick. Yeah. That's yeah. such a great pick. Just a yep. there's no loss in taking that pick because their roster is already so set. Yep. And, the thing, and, dude, could, and the funny thing, nothing in it. he could in the the hmm. upside of it is he's a six ten power forward slash small forward who can get buckets
1: yeah like yeah, he's like, like baby uh,
0: kd like i mean it's hard to make that comparison but mm-hmm. his game is very similar yeah so but. so yeah
1: i mean it's same thing with multiple teams like we'll have to see what they can do in the playoffs but you know the Nuggets, yeah 42 and 20 second in the west you know they have they play a tough team every night in the west and I yeah, think they've lost and they're, I'm right wondering now, what but...
0: their – I'd have to, like, go on basketball reference and see what their strength of schedule is for the rest of the year. But, I mean, they're really – they don't really have, to my knowledge, they're not really playing a crazy schedule that I don't think of. No, no mm-hmm. they kind of do. I take it back. The last – let's see, their last 10 games, it looks like, are all against playoff teams with – or not counting the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean – The Wizards are kind of almost close to being a playoff team, but not, I mean, not really. They're, they're not at all. So yeah, I mean, they, who knows how it ends up, but I think that's like my only real kind of on the upper half kind of talking point in terms of the West, because I kind of want to hold off on talking about the Lakers for now, because I know we can talk about that for probably 50 minutes. Well, but, I think
1: we should if we're gonna do the you know who squeaks in the West. I think well, we then should, I guess we might as well go I'll forward stick, with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: let's stick so, in the West. I mean, let's talk about that Suns game last night. So, I just the Lakers. How the West fuck West are, you are you gonna drop a game against the, the worst team in the West? Suns. <laughs> and it wasn't like the highlights that they were showing. I looked at this morning and kind of later on again, and I just don't. My thing is that I'm curious about is, which I've heard a million times over from different podcasts where it's, you know, I don't, I don't like taking, you know, little nuggets and takes and everything, but what the fuck did, like, did LeBron fuck up everyone's mind when he was openly trying to shop everyone? Like their confidence is garbage now. Yeah. Like, I don't care if Brandon Ingram dunked on someone that doesn't mean jack squat. Like he isn't anywhere near close of being what he should be. And I'm just wondering what Lonzo's status is. Like, is he actually hurt or is he just doing it? Like as a meme is that he gets hurt every before every trade deadline. So he doesn't get traded. I just don't get it. Yeah.
1: I don't know what's going on in LA. Like they're a mess. And actually like Brandon Ingram has been kind of a bright spot for them. If that's like, you can do that. It, and, I mean, the last, quotes, the, only, the only few games, well, Kuzma is easily
0: the best bright spot of all three
1: of them. Yeah literally only three players though on their team you can count on production like kuzma ingram and lebron everyone else is like you have no fucking idea what you're gonna get and they're just young or it's like rondo and javel and just these the fucking meme team
0: yeah and (laughs) i'm on i'm on basketball reference because i really wanted to see all their salary and their cap for next year so Next year, they're not going to have
1: anyone. Anyone on the books.
0: So my like the thing that I've always been hearing now is, what do you do moving forward in terms of your big pieces? Because clear, I mean, I don't is Kyrie going to the Lakers? No, I don't think he is. Mm -hmm. I don't think Clay is going anywhere. I, I for the longest time, I really thought he was going to the Lakers. But if I'm Clay, I'm staying the fuck away from this team. Yeah. I don't care if my dad was a legend here and this, that, and the third. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm not, there's no point. It doesn't make so sense.
1: So, who are their guaranteed contracts next year?
0: Guaranteed are LeBron, obviously LeBron, LeBron, Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Mo KCP. Wagner, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, and Isaac K- Bonga. KCP, right? No, KCP's. No. no, he's done after this year.
1: Oh, uh, that's right. That's literally so yeah, you, it. They
0: have what? Seven they have seven people on the books yeah. next year. That's it.
1: Yeah. So and yeah, who knows? If, you know, like conceivably if they traded four of those guys in like some package. Six. Or so or then something. you have LeBron, <laughs> and, LeBron and two and two
0: it. rookies.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. It's I think they're still going like all in for whoever this offseason. I think
0: and they're going to go all in for AD happens, and but... my question is what's going to be the difference now? Is it just cuz their GM got fired they're going to consider the offer now or what? Cuz they I don't I a part of me doesn't my first instinct is why the fuck did you not take that trade? Cuz you yeah. are getting way too many assets. I can't believe that the Pelicans didn't do that. No, uh-uh. And is it something like they're holding out because they want to get a better deal? They think the value of a Boston deal is better? Because that's the other thing I'm thinking is that if AD doesn't go to the Lakers, then is there a chance that he goes to Boston? But my question is, why would he go to Boston if Kyrie's leaving? So I'm intrigued because... For one, I fucking love the off-season because this shit is so entertaining now, and I just don't know what to expect. Because I was listening to the BS pod, as you'd expect I usually do, and the interesting points they were making were, so are you going to pay or overpay for Kemba, probably, and are you going to pay for someone like Jimmy Butler? And my quick answer would be No but I'm not entirely sure if that's going to be the best option. Cause I don't, I mean in terms of top free agents, I'd have to look it up, but I don't really know what the best options are. Cause it seems like everything kind of seems set in stone.
1: Yeah. So I, the Lakers have enough for what two max spots for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Two spots.
1: Um, and then maybe a third, I think if they move some things around, I have to check that out, but I mean I I definitely think they're still all in for for AD via trade I would guess but because he's still not a free agent this No summer. he
0: yeah. has an option so he's going <clears> to <throat> yeah. get that money
1: yeah So I mean the top free agents Yeah so I got I got this pulled up so Katie, top Kawhi, free agents yeah Kyrie then Kemba then Clay Boogie, Butler Tobias, Vucevic Vucevic Bogev would be yeah. a good sign for them I don't know how much money so he's going to get. It's just give, like but... rounding out the top ten. But, like, you know, I don't think KD is going there. And I don't think Kawhi or Kyrie or any of those guys are I
0: going think there, that so. – I mean, if we're talking about just randomly guessing where people are going, I'm guessing Kawhi might go to the Clippers, but that just depends on what else they have around them. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. it's a
0: whole big market thing. Teams, and...
1: teams that – or people that could conceivably go to the Lakers, um, you know, if they strike out on, on AD – they really fucked themselves
0: because that's the (laughs) thing. So if they let's, let's just hypothetically say they trade for AD and they're giving up all three of their young guys and they maybe keep Josh Hart and they give away picks. So Mm -hmm. let's just play fill in the blank. So playing point, if they're going to give a guy a max contract, it's going to be Kemba because no one else outside of maybe, or I mean, they're not going to fucking bring back D'Angelo Russell. Plus why would he leave? There's no reason to, and Bloodsoe signed the other day. He got the extension, yep. and which, by the way, I think was a good deal. I think that yep. you're really getting away with not paying that much at all, it seems like. And I think I'm just wondering who's going to fill in these blanks. I don't really know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And it's a lot of speculation and a long ways away, and I'm sure we could talk about it a lot more. But they, they really fucked themselves by, like, openly you know talking about these trades and
0: and i think the worst um, part is the fact that lebron this, didn't really ahead. hasn't really denied it at all oh yeah he's just kind of admittedly just been like yeah you know ha, ha, mm-hmm. uh, that's about it. it
1: i think it's just gotten these young guys heads and the, it's just like not a team they're just more of like a collection of individuals oh it's there he
0: just a bunch of team. assets for him yeah. that's what he's looking at and it's kind of funny now where you keep hearing all these stories where you'll get players that talked about how it was tough playing with LeBron and if I'm a free agent I don't really know if I want to play with him because that's like the whole thing is that so if something goes wrong in the finals that's not LeBron's fault it's his teammates faults
1: yeah yeah I was gonna ask so do you think people like free agents actually avoid signing with LeBron I know this has been like a topic that a lot of people have talked about but
0: I think it I depends It depends on the state of what the player is in. So, like, for example, if I'm Jimmy Butler, would I go to the Lakers? Yes, I would, because that's a spot where, in quotes, you have a chance to win a title because you have LeBron. You're in a bigger market. You're in L.A. slash California, so that's another bonus, and you're going to get paid. So that checks off all the boxes of what he's always wanted. So that would make but. sense. But, but
1: Jimmy Butler always wants to be the guy. Exactly. So with LeBron, especially since Jimmy Butler's just kind of a fuckboy, I don't know how that would work, but I just don't know. I just,
0: it's just, it's really weird to me now that the narrative has changed where no one really wants to play with LeBron. It's yeah. kind of weird.
1: It'll be interesting to see what they do this summer. I feel like LeBron will, you know, he's a, basically a GM, will find a way to. Get another like a new. I feel like they're gonna have to make trades, dude.
0: Because I'm looking yeah. through like all these free agents, and, and dude, there's no one here yeah. that I'd imagine that would and want to that would fit in perfectly.
1: And if they, you know, this season's basically a wash, they could maybe make the, you know, they might could could get the eight seed still, but then they're just gonna get fucking run by the Warriors. So true. Then so, so if they don't do anything this offseason. You know, you waste another season like gearing up for that 2020 free agency. Like maybe they could get AD in free agency kind of thing. Then LeBron will be what, like 36 or seven? Yeah, I think. I mean, at that point, it's kind of
0: like I mean, you're just kind of <laughs> I mean, really rolling the dice. LeBron the is,
1: yeah, LeBron is LeBron and like no, like no one else. But what 37 year old, 38 year old can you like? pick some pieces up with and in one year go for another it's, championship I mean, so. he's a
0: freak so it isn't his age yeah. isn't really well we'll have to see as to what it means in terms of yeah. how long he can last because yeah. something as simple as that what was it his hamstring that he had a problem with or no it was his calf i think
1: his and groin like this what? year
0: yeah it was like what 20 games he missed yeah so I don't know, but if if we
1: could have like a whole uses. pod for the Lakers. I think well, I think it's just a mess.
0: season but... itself, we're gonna have to be doing stuff constantly because once that July first time hits, it's gonna be. I remember, I don't remember if it was last year or what year it was, but it was the July first signing period. It was just like bombs dropping from the sky.
1: Last That's year was been... pretty lit. Yeah, it was last year, though really.
0: But yeah, I think. Um, <clears throat> Kind of tying it back to the playoff outlook. Um, Let's move over to the East, kind of briefly. And
1: oh, I have to ask you: Do you think the Wolves have a chance to make the playoffs? So right now they're the eleventh seed. Yes. So... 20, 29 and thirty-three. The Clippers are thirty-five and twenty-nine. So the T-Wolves are six games back. Five games back. Five games back. Yep.
0: So five let's. I'll go over what I thought. This is what I said in the beginning of the year. It's probably like two or weeks, two weeks in, I said, if we're going to make the playoffs, we're going to be an eight seed. And I said, this is what I said earlier, is that I thought the Clippers aren't going to make the playoffs. And I still feel like that's very possible because that they're like hanging on by nails at this point to get in, because I think they're not equipped after they got rid of Tobias Harris and the legend Boban, who actually is a solid player, oddly enough. And, um, It's funny. So today for the game against the Wizards, the line is even against the fucking Wizards. So
1: I would take the No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Wolves. Oh, the Wolves. Oh, I see. see.
0: And not getting on a long tangent and kind of talking about how Cat has dominated the NBA for the entire month of February, averaging I think it was like thirty one and fourteen or something.
1: After nearly dying in a car accident.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Driving a Hyundai Santa Fe because even when you're that rich, it's always nice being that safe in a well-equipped car. My God! Have you seen
1: that interview of him though? He legitimately spooked. Oh, like, dude, he legitimately talk, was saying about he was like, how he he "I was, had was like gonna a, die."
0: He was like, "I had a five percent chance of living." Basically, yeah. Like, oh, that's pretty wild. That's fucked. I didn't realize yeah. it was that bad.
1: But then the game after his concussion, remember he oh, yeah, came out, he came out and, like, and kicked some ass.
0: But, Thirty-eight. 8, so yeah. this is the thing for me. I. As a homer, I'm trying my hardest to really like block down that wall, and just be straight up like basketball my honest. I think it's not possible now because the reg like the rest of our schedule is not favorable at all. Like we, I think it's like, we have a top five oh, strength yeah. to schedule for the rest of the year. We yeah, that's true.
1: It's not like and it's not good at all. The Wolves have left. uh Pacers. Thunder, Nuggets, Warriors, Rockets, uh, Warriors again, 76ers, Thunder again, Raptors, Nuggets again, out of so that's just like a few out of the what? So like eighteen out of games what, left. What, yeah. Seventeen or eighteen games, they play <laughs> At least like half top. of them are against like oh, no, I was
0: gonna say it's fourteen five. games are against in like as of today playoff teams. Mm. Fourteen. So yeah. if we're legit and you know we make this run, then okay, yeah, we're gonna make the playoffs. But I don't know how that happens.
1: The other games, thing is it's, like it's people things keep like thinking... games
0: at Memphis where we lost earlier this year. It's games like that where I can imagine us losing that game. Yeah, because it's it comes down to how are the lineups set is. Jeff Teague playing, which I just would trade anything in the world to get rid of <laughs> Jeff Teague. It's not even funny at this point. And you know the thing that's funny is that I don't really know. If I'm confident enough in saying that I want Tyus to start, even though I think he's very, very, very underappreciated. And I just don't know if you could. I think that that second line that's him, D Rose, Well Dang, slash kind of a Kogi, depending on the when um everyone comes back to play, but well when Roko comes back, that is. And um who else is on there? I think it's Taj and someone else, but that lineup's insane because he doesn't even shoot. He just mo- he moves around. It's like the most seamless team. And he's like basically what Ricky Rubio was in terms of a floor general, but actually somewhat kind of makes shots to the point where he isn't a liability. But yep. the thing is is that I don't you can't put all that on Tyus Jones. Like he's not – he can't do that. That's not the type of player he is. He's a system guy who's going to be your gr- – like the first point guard you put in, clearly, off the bench. And yeah. he's – going to command that unit and keep you in the game but i don't really know that's the problem is that the only real question mark i have is who plays point guard next year If it, i mean jeff teague's gonna pick up his option but i'm thinking if he's gone i don't really know that's like a huge hole to fill yeah
1: i mean they might be stuck with teague is rose on contract for next year no, no he's two, yeah.
0: unrestricted so and so. The, the thing you know you can have the whole conversation where it's like, he loves it here and which means nothing nowadays. Cause you know, beginning of the year Kyrie said he loves it here and he wants to resign. And then <laughs> four months later, yeah. I, you know, I I'm weighing all my options. I don't know. It's like, just, dude, dude, just shut the fuck up. Ky- just Kyrie's, It's fine. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's tough. It seems like he really loves being here. Cause he likes a smaller market and mm-hmm. he's thrived in it.
1: Yeah. He's like revived his career this year. Who like knows?
0: I'm- you know, and the thing that's funny is that so he's done this amazing job reviving his career. But um, he still, I mean, outside of the last game he played, I think it was, I don't know if it was the last game or the one before it, he had a streak of 23 straight missed threes. It might be 22, but either way, um, not good. Because he was starting <laughs> off the year good, but I don't know. It's, it's tough, and it's even more tough considering that belly left, and he's playing well for the Kings, which is like the biggest smack in the face because I really wish he yeah. was still here. But he probably would have wanted too much money. So
1: so I don't think the Wolves make the playoffs but That's just fair. because but just because I think it's more of like who's ahead of them so the Clippers are the 8 and San Antonio is the 7 mm-hmm. and the the Clippers like I know that they have this like random collection of players who just like are fucking tryhards and then young guys but like uh Montrez Harrell has He's been gone. a beast <laughs> and lou williams is just a Still gamer that as usual game winning buckets and then you know you have pat beverly and danilo gallinari like just this random guys who and kind of Alexander make it work been so very impressive yeah so i just i don't think that you know even if the wolves get hot they have a lot of ground to cover and they play a lot of those good teams and the clippers in san antonio I think just they're both better coached, too, than a lot of these other teams, so I, really, I think they'll hold A part
0: on. of me really hopes that the Kings make the playoffs, but I don't think they will. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think a Kings-Warriors series. That'd be That'd be the one. It'd be so fun. Watch. Yeah, yeah. That would be I sweet. don't
0: care if it was a 4-1 or 4-0. I don't care. I the Kings are it. fun to watch. Yeah, I watched that, dude, them. The you know, they, they had the Bucks against the other the day. Wolves. Wolves end up winning because Cat carries the game, or carries the team, clearly. And... Marvin Bagley, I swear to God, I I'll still stand by them screwing up that they didn't draft Luca because I truly think that he can be elite with a capital E. But I just don't. I'm blown away by him completely, yeah. dude. He is so fast for his size, like ridiculously fast. And his yeah. post game is getting better and better. And he's just aggressive. And that's the thing that's crazy is that I mean, De'Aaron Fox. I don't. I still don't even really know who I could put as a most improved candidate because I don't really I mean there's so many to choose from. I mean, I guess you have to start at the top with like Tanger, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, possibly or <laughs> D'Angelo Russell or yeah, that's true. Other, I mean, even Chris Middleton, you can say the same thing. He's been yep. playing fantastic, but that's the thing is that so with the Kings, I like I for some reason a part of me is still really wondering how their lineups really going to work down the line, but. Buddy's been everything we expected, even though he's kind of sucks that he left college so late. Wish he was younger when he left. But um, outside of that, I mean, they kind of have a squad. Bogdan's yeah. kind of a kind of a beast. A little bit.
1: He fucking tore the Bucks up the other night. I don't Dude, know if you saw that. He's a
0: tank. But he's so sick.
1: He just didn't miss. No. He had like twenty eight and literally no. <laughs> scored like fifteen in the fourth quarter and just like. Giannis, it didn't matter who was guarding him. He was just like putting in these ridiculous fucking stupid buckets. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's got, he's a baller. So,
0: on their team, they, I mean, I, as I mentioned before, belly, it's where that belly's 30 years old. I didn't realize he is. So, for people who think I keep talking about like a stomach or a, you know, a beer belly, I'm talking about Nemanja Bialica, the one and only from Serbia. And outside of him, I mean, same thing. It's the exact same thing with the Nuggets. They took Harry Giles as a player who has injury problems. They said, screw it. Let's see if it works. Who cares? Dude, he's been a tank. I feel like he's undersized still a little bit. Because whenever he was in on Cat, Cat was just playing around with him like it was nothing. But a part of me really thinks it could pay off. I mean, dude, he's 20 years old. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, he's such a good passer too. Yeah. So, and, and I think a combination between him and Bagley, like oh, and those really those two, Callie just can Stein do so many different things. Like
0: fucking brute.
1: Yeah. Like both of those guys, Giles and uh, Bagley, can you know step out, play inside, play That's D, pass fun. a little bit. So yeah, just, just a Kings are an interesting team, and they might not make the playoffs this year, but moving forward, they're exciting.
0: Very exciting to watch, and so. Moving to the East now, my first question for you, which I I don't really care what people think of my take on this, and I'm just really questioning it still, how the fuck are the Pacers the third best team in the Eastern Conference still? I I don't know how to keep or like puzzle it together. I still don't understand it, because after Oladipo went out, I was the first person to say, hey, they're probably not going to be good the rest of the year, because their star player's not playing well. But... They've all stepped up somehow, and I don't know if it's just that Bogdanovich is that good, because he is. He destroyed the Wolves the other night, and outside of that, it's like, I mean, they relied on Doug McDermott a lot. They Wesley Matthews, I completely forgot he's even on the team. He got like a minimum deal at the, after the All-Star break, I think, but Sabonis has been playing well, and I just, it's like looking at this team, I don't I don't understand how they're the third best team
1: defense um are they just that they're well just coached? they're just yeah i think they're number three in defense right now in oh like God. points like in like all the metrics like uh points per 100 possessions and all that stuff and i, I it's just wild that they are that good because you watch them you're like who's they like even who's scoring that. for these it's <laughs> who's like scoring they're like for the them?
0: modern version of what the grizzlies were like four years ago <laughs> not even like yeah. three
1: yeah but they just have a bunch of solid defenders like Darren Collison and Miles Turner is a beast. Thaddeus Young, Corey Joseph, like these are just yeah random guys. And then yeah, they just kind of like Sabonis has been. They play like such a, a slow game. Too. Like yeah, looking at yeah, their... they slow down. Play their, their pace.
0: Pace is twenty six out of thirty in the league. Mm-hmm. Defensive rating second out of thirty. Oh. Damn dude, that's that's insane. Expected win loss right now. Is fifth out of thirty right now. That's that's crazy, and I just it it just comes down to winning games. Like they keep themselves in the game, they slow you down with their defense, and then they just win games. I guess that's the best way of describing it.
1: Yeah, it'll be very interesting, and I know we're gonna talk about this a little more, but to see where they end up, you know, they're the three seed right now, but neck and neck with Philly. So yeah, it'll be interesting.
0: and I think you know just looking over the potential matchups. So if we're just going to be looking at like what their standings are now, I think I'm excited for this. I'm very excited. Well, for one, your bucks magic or bucks Hornets or wherever you get, that's not going to be close. So I'm not even going to bother talking about that for now. Yeah. Cause that's going to be a landslide and that's going to, that's probably going to be like the Giannis coming out party in terms of the playoffs where it's like, holy shit, this guy might run the train on the entire conference in my opinion. <laughs> Yep. So, but I mean, do you think they're going to be the one, or do you think they're going to be the two? I'm assuming you're going to think they're going to be the one because you're a, a fan of them. But I'm I th- Toronto I think the... still interests me a lot.
1: Yeah, Toronto's still legit. I think the Bucks should be able to hold on to the one. They're 48 and 15 right now, so two up on the loss column because Toronto's 46 and 17. Yeah. So I just the Bucks like even. They've even know how like good they've been all year. They're still like at their hottest right now. I think they've, so last night they lost, but before that they had won like 19 of their last 21 games. Like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Every time I think like the Bucks are elite, like they just keep winning. (laughs) One
0: of the two. And I think, so I want your take on this. What do you think there's a chance that the Nets could actually upset a team in the first round?
1: Yes. If it's Nets right now it would be Nets Pacers. I I uh, think well, I mean, that's series, But I mean it'd be one of those series Nets.
0: where it goes like 7 games and then they get clapped by who they play the next round because they spend all their yeah. energy playing whoever they're playing but I like they're the Nets are fun to watch. I'm kind of bummed out they're not on TV enough, which I understand cuz at the beginning of the year everyone thought they were going to be garbage within reason. And I it's just it doesn't make sense to me. The Nets have a better record than the Wolves. I, I never would have said that. I yeah. never would have once had that thought. If I was to say to someone at the beginning of the year, even before we knew the whole thing with Jimmy Butler, let's say taking him out from like day one, if we had Saric and Roko in, I still would say the Wolves have a better record, but the Nets are a six seed.
1: If you think about how doomed the Nets were just a couple years Dude, ago, like it's like, like, pretty crazy how quickly like, they, they,
0: the, they got they had the worst outlook. Of Any team in sport, they didn't
1: have like a player that anyone Dead. even wanted, and then they didn't have a single pick, so it's pretty actually remarkable. And then they kept signing these like terrible contracts. Like, uh, who's the big dude that they signed that they traded to the Lakers for like just an absurd amount of money? I'm, I'm trying to think of it, but I don't know. If, are you talking about Brook Lopez? <laughs> Was it Mozgov? No, Mozgov. Oh, Mozgov. Yeah, they gave him all that money. Just stuff like that, and to think about like those moves, and then the Nets now are like would be the sixth seed if the playoffs ended today or started today. It's just kind of crazy.
0: I just think the craziest thing too for me is it's another instance of the one and only. Uh, what's the risk in doing this? So they get the D low trade for however much they gave up, and he's starting to play like baby James Harden. Dare I say? Is that crazy? Yeah. I don't mean no. it's, it's probably <laughs> just good. dumb of me to say because he's a lefty, so that's like the easiest comparison. But I just think that he, dude, he could like. He, I mean, obviously he's so young, but dude, he can he can put up like twenty eight a game, well, like in like three years easily. I think at least, yeah, because he's the, good. I mean,
1: his game is tailored the way the NBA is going. Like, he he does kind of have that James Harden kind of. Play too like he just slows it down and just kind of stands at the top and you know he'll maybe take a screen and like pull up or he'll he I mean, he's just a flashy His ISO
0: pack. ball is crazy, yeah. that's the best way of saying it. Yep. And
1: but can we can we get to this topic? This is what I'm most excited oh, about. Go ahead, yeah, as a as a bucks as a bucks fan right now, yeah. I'm most excited about this. Ahead, so Philly ahead. Philly is the four yeah. and Boston is the five. Yeah. Can we t- can we talk about what that first round matchup would look like? Like well, those, okay. those teams meeting in the first round is just Kinda makes me nuts off to me
0: meeting in the first off, or first round because I want
1: them to be yeah
0: way better competition the whole way. But, um, I'm just really wondering as to one, who comes out of that? Cause I'm, I like, I told everyone, I have zero regret saying this, that I really thought that Boston was going to be in the finals. It's not. I mean, it's not a hard take considering yep. that they were one game away. You yeah, Bill last Simmons year. both.
1: Bill Simmons, what did he say? They would be sixty-five and seven or something. Yeah, calm the fuck
0: down. That's that's ridiculous. Let's slow down the pump the brakes there. But um, yeah, I don't know. And the thing that's really crazy think... to think is that, dude, they're like noticeably better without Kyrie. Yeah. Which yeah, I that. would never say or guess because I would always assume that um i don't know a guy that's incredibly offensively talented and has a phenomenal upside i would have thought he would make the younger players better but i don't that just hasn't been the case
1: i um saw this tweet recently and it was i think it was like their last 5 games with kyrie they're 5 and 0 oh, and then their last 5 games without him <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. it was like they were zero and yeah, six. With within so their are and zero, 0, and, 0 and six, yeah, yeah, and then without him, they're they're five and zero or something. That's ridiculous. But and I don't think that they're you know actually better or no, suited better you can for the playoffs or without or Gary like But that at all, right? But yeah, just I just think that would be so wild if Philly and Boston played each other in the first round. And yes, it would be exciting to see them later because you know those are two teams with like more talent than the Pacers and stuff. But just the like those teams would have so much to lose. Like think about the loser of that game. So say Boston loses that series, like Kyrie's probably gone. Kyrie's they're probably gone. Blow- they're probably blowing it up. Like they're probably gonna. I don't know. Maybe not blowing it up, but like things would seismically change.
0: Well, I, they'd have to. So my only question, I mean, I'm you know that I'm on the very much so on the Tatum bandwagon, and I'm standing and I'm by, not. It by saying that <laughs> I just think he needs to be by himself, kind of thing which I don't really know how that would happen with this Boston team because are they going to get rid of Brown or where is he going? What's going to happen with – like I'm still wondering why the fuck is it that Gordon Hayward just can't play? Is it because he doesn't get the ball enough or did the injury really destroy him or what's going on? Because I don't understand how this team can't function together. Like I get there's too many stars. That makes sense, but – Man, they are paying Gordon Hayward so much money to do nothing, practically.
1: He's, a, he's looked better lately. He's better. Like He'll still there, pop there up against stretch. the
0: Wolves and fuck, up, fuck us up every time. Yeah,
1: but there was that stretch there where he was just like, they were on national TVs because they always are so many times, and he was just like he looked over like the white 8 guy and like on the bench 1 the for time, 10. Right? But, I mean, this year he's averaging 10.8 four boards, three assists. I mean, it's serviceable, but, but but, yeah, (laughs) compared to what he used to do. 31 mil? Like, no.
0: No chance.
1: That's like Tony, Tony Snell production for 31 mil. Jesus Christ.
0: And I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll give the injury some credit considering that it looked like he legitimately broke his leg and snapped it in half and it was going the other way and having a different conversation with someone. But I mean, I don't really know how like excusable that is.
1: It'll just be interesting if Boston loses that series. Like, what will happen? You know, if, with Tatum and Brown and Kyrie, and I don't know. Yeah, and, and then so on the flip side,
0: I'm looking at their what? their salary right now. Like, they're who they have in the books, and so there's an option for a player option for Al Horford, Kyrie, and Aaron Baines next year. So Kyrie's going to be gone. Who knows what Al Horford's going to do? Because say let's say LA wants to pay him a max. Why would you say no to that? If you're Al Horford,
1: Horford's a beast. So Horford, I, don't, I mean
0: he's 32. That's my only name. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's getting to like the twilight of his prime, but he's just like, you look at his numbers and stuff and they're just never impressive, but Dude, you watch him guy. play. He's, he's just like a, a, a winning basketball player. Yeah. It's crazy. He's like, maybe the, the, like, player i can remember the most who doesn't show up in the box score but is like has the biggest impact on winning and i don't know if there's like any numbers or metrics out there that can reflect that but
0: yeah, yeah he's and just a ball just, player looking at this team i don't really i mean i'm, I'm glad they committed to marcus smart because i do think that he's the guy that you want in your team i think his games to the point where it's not like a liability like Dray, draymond's is becoming now but it, he kind of holds that similar effect in the fact that he will go to war for everyone on the court, and he's defensively sound, and I don't really think he – I mean, he could make a shot if you have to make him, but it's not like he's amazing. But Yeah. He, his his
1: three-point shooting has been way better this year, too. Marcus yeah. Smart's has been kind of crazy. but Because he was just like – in the past, people wouldn't even guard him at the three-point line. Oh, yeah, but. they give him all the space in the world. <laughs> but – I mean, so uh, I I know you like mentioned here um if Boston figures it out can they make a run I I still think like absolutely like they're so deep
0: and they have a great coach to say the least yeah.
1: like they're I, some of the guys you mentioned and they they're just deep and I mean last year they made it to the final the without conference Kyrie finals without Kyrie and Hayward, and Hayward. so yeah. you know, you would think adding those guys would maybe put them over the edge and make them a contender but they just certainly haven't looked like and that yet so
0: on the flip side talking about philly then yes i've i honestly will say i've enjoyed watching them and that really hurts my brain because i you know i mean i don't i'm not on the side of hating jimmy butler as much as like Flatham does to the point where he wants him to die in a hole <laughs> i really don't care that much i think i'm more of a basketball fan and i really enjoy guys that play good on defense and have an offensive game that's fun to watch and that was more last year than it is this year obviously but Embiid's a god, point-blank simple. Um, Simmons, his game is so raw still, but it's really interesting to see where it's going to go because his speed and transition game is just ridiculous and it doesn't make sense flat out considering that he's that big. And they still have their guys. Like Tobias Harris, I if okay, if I'm the Sixers this year, I'm going to give the money to Tobias Harris instead of Jimmy Butler. No question in my mind.
1: I think they traded for him knowing that Butler is a fuckboy boy mm-hmm. and probably going to leave. I would <laughs> assume so. You know I mean? <laughs> and so he's like their in, yeah, insurance for him. But, yeah, like talking about, you know, right now if the Pacers are to hold that three seed, Toronto's the two, so it'd be a four or five matchup with the Sixers, Celtics. If the Sixers lose that, you know, Jimmy's probably going to go do something else because someone's going to pay him a bunch of money, someone yeah. stupid. And then, you know, I – I would think that they, you know, they'll have enough money to keep Tobias around, but it's not a guarantee he's staying around. So, I just think that series has huge implications,
0: limitless potential.
1: <laughs> and like if if it goes to seven games in the first round and we see like all these starters playing like 45 minutes a game, like it would just be a bloodbath. It'd be sweet.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of the overarching kind of theme of all of this is that I think that this is probably the first time in I don't know how long where I'm excited for probably almost every series, both sides mm-hmm. of the conferences, easily. I don't,
1: know, I don't know if I would watch a Toronto-Detroit series, well, yeah, or, or if I'm not a Bucks couple. fan of yeah. Bucks Orlando. I'm not watching Bucks Magic. There's, they're not Bucks.
0: whoever the fuck you're going to be playing yeah, the first Mad- round. Magic That's not going to exactly. happen. I'm not watching yeah. that, especially with the Pistons, too, because no one wants to watch Blake Griffin play basketball. That's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't hate him. It's just his game is not very fun for me to watch. But, um, yeah, But the other thing that's funny is that I'm, so I, I like going over payrolls. So I kind of like getting a good idea of what's going on next year for them, for the Sixers. So in terms of who's not going to be on the books or who is going to be on the books, they have Joel Embiid. Jimmy Butler has a player option. And then there's Ben Simmons, Jonathan Simmons, Zaire Smith, who – let us not forget, is a human bunny rabbit. And Dude, I forgot about
1: him. Has he done anything this no, he's, year? No, he's, he was injured oh. the whole
0: year. Pretty oh. sure towards, I think he's either his Achilles or his ACL. It was one of the two.
1: But, mm. yeah, he's been
0: out the whole year. Um, and then they have James Ennis and Jonah Bolden, who I have no idea who Jonah Bolden is. It doesn't matter. But they have a lot of money to spend next year, and I'm really intrigued to see what they do with it.
1: Yeah, there's just a lot of question with Jimmy Butler. It's going to ride on what's going to happen in the first
0: round for them. You know, if they make a second – it's one of those things where, you know, if they make it to the second round with their core pieces, which people know they're going to stay there, why – if you're a free agent, why wouldn't you want to go there? They have young talent who clearly has a great upside.
1: Yeah, I mean, the flip side of this is with a core of Butler, Tobias Harris, Embiid, and Ben Simmons, I mean, I think this team could still make the NBA Finals. I think that's easily. definitely if, possible. If they, connect, so,
0: if they can connect everything together, you know, why couldn't they?
1: The terrifying, yeah.
0: hundred percent. So, yeah, and I think that probably covers most of the playoff talk, I would assume. If you want to, I mean, I guess we can move forward towards this, I would say, controversial tweet. I mean, I don't know if it's that severe, but someone by the name of Go Nixtape tweeted something along the lines of it basically just said top ten under twenty five. So I mean I don't we'll get into the order, but the ten that he mentioned, which I kind of thought was a little hilarious, was Giannis, so this is all in order from one to ten. Giannis, top top ten so,
1: players under the age of twenty five. Correct.
0: Giannis Jokic Embiid Cat, Ben Simmons, D'Angelo Russell, Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, and Devin Booker. So, and I just out of curiosity, because I had a feeling that someone else or some other publication would have tweeted this or done something about this. So, just off a of reference, I found NBA TV had a list themselves and. There wasn't a particular order to this, but in terms of players that they had in, in this one and the other one they didn't, in this one they included Jalen Brown, Kristaps, and Tatum. So obviously that means that Russell, They didn't have Fox. Doncic, and Fox are out. Which, I think I'll let you go ahead and take the floor on this. I don't really know if, I mean, I didn't really make my own list personally. I just kind of more or less was looking at comments in terms of, who is left out of the at least? We'll just go off the original list because that kind of yeah. is the more controversial. Okay.
1: So I actually think this Go Next Tape guys list is pretty good. <laughs> so it's Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, Towns, Simmons as your top five. Yeah, which is I I, think I don't think I have a, a problem lot. with that. The only I mean Embiid at three right now, he is deserving of that. You know, he could be, maybe even be two. The only thing is like moving forward, his longevity concerns. Like, did you see that tweet recently about like the Sixers are basically <laughs> stocking up now and like going for it all because they basically don't know how long Embiid is going to last. Did you see that shit? I didn't see that, but that's, it was intriguing. like, it was like from someone within the organization. It like leaked and basically, it basically
0: their GM, Brett Brown's plan.
1: Yeah, don't know how long Embiid's going to last. So, I mean, but he's right now 24. he's an animal. So, and if yeah.
0: he stays healthy, are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. So, I don't have a huge problem with that. I'm not, like, the highest on Ben Simmons, but, I mean, it's the same his thing, p- though, dude. potential's and crazy. So, yeah.
0: It, like, we know, like, I think it's pretty fair to say you can develop a jump shot. It's just your tendencies and how consistent you are with it is the difference. So, it's like, I mean, point and example is always going to be, so... Blake Griffin couldn't shoot a ball within 10 feet, and now he can shoot threes within two years.
1: Right. Yeah, but I think, you know, Giannis is on question one, I would think, at this point. Yeah. I definitely and then, agree with that. And then, you know, Towns at four, I think is, I think it's okay. But, low. you know, but Towns could, he could be two, I think, too. You know, it just depends on depends how on much what, the Wolves are winning on. and stuff. So, yeah.
0: Because I think it's, I think the list is based only off of, I would assume statistical numbers and kind of what their possible, like possible outcomes could be or, out, or their stats, I guess. But I think cat for me is at two only because of this. I think that he's one of the only bigs I can think of that could easily average 28 points and could easily put up 13, 14 rebounds a game and could average probably two blocks a game or maybe one and a half, whatever it may be. And that yeah. is ridiculous. While well, shooting like he's... ridiculous splits from three and from the free throw line, keep mm-hmm. that in mind as well.
1: He does it all. I mean, if you think about so before the 2017-2018 season, they do the GM polls, you know, well, yeah, and they and he was always at the top. He to was be he was the he was the in 2017 he was like far and away the player that GMs picked most often to start a franchise with. Well, and this rookie, year, this though. year was Giannis, but oh, course, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, I just think um, like we can't forget how good Towns is, and he's probably higher, like maybe above Jokic and Embiid if the Wolves are winning a little more. So, and then yeah, Simmons five. So to round out the top ten, you have D'Angelo Russell, Doncic, Mitchell, Fox, and Booker. And I think, I think it's okay. Yeah. I would maybe sw- I would maybe swap Doncic and Russell. I would take Booker
0: out of the list. Yeah, personally. I think his offensive upside is intriguing, but the part of me is that I don't. I'd rather get a player that can do both personally, because I don't think I've ever seen a player that lazy on defense. Like
1: is a weird player. I don't really know it's what to like make. He's so opinion.
0: streaky. I don't. I don't remember like a time where he's really pieced together a long period of doing great.
1: Um. Yeah. This, the the Suns are just so garbage too. Like you would think with the. If he is, you know, that transcendent of a player, they would have more than what, twelve wins or whatever, thirteen wins, but you'd think I, And it pains me to say this, but I will throw the name around. Trey Young.
0: Dude, it's not it's not hard to say it now. Especially <laughs> with what he's been doing and how he absolutely pulled out his sausage and gave it to the wolves. Which to this day will still make me absolutely furious because that's just garbage game planning. It's not like I mean, I get like the it's so it's easy to say from a fan standpoint to say, okay, this guy shoots threes from any range. Get your guy you can play defense on him and just run out there and uh, play defense on him. That's yeah. very easy to say. There's a difference between that happening and being able to play like a pick-and-roll defense and figuring it out. But I truly do not understand how the Wolves cannot game plan around that. If you know that him and John Collins love doing pick-and-rolls, pick-and-pops, whatever it may be, and he's still gonna bust your ass. Then okay, he's good. I'll give you credit. That's it, point blank.
1: Yeah, I it just pains me to bring his name up because I was like screaming from the rooftops. That he was Trey going Young's to gonna be a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I was. Well, cause yeah. that's the thing All with me
0: out. is that I thought that the Mavs or or not the Mavs. I thought the Hawks were the dumbest organization ever for not taking Luca.
1: Yeah,
0: I'll stand by that. Because Luca's game, I'm I, to this day I do not know who a comparative of him is. I don't know what, like what player is like him. He's, he's that he's unique. Not. It's very odd yeah. to me the way he plays. Because it's not like he doesn't have that fast of a game. He's very technical. He can make shots there. It looks like he's like out of energy. Like his whole game looks like he's tired. As weird as that sounds, I don't think he's fast. <laughs> it's weird.
1: Yeah, and then he's just, like, chucking up 30-footers and cashing them. So
0: And then hitting ridiculous step backs, to say the least. So, I think out of that list, as you've said, I think I want to say, let's just, you know, put a lid on this season alone. Or, like, let's just, like, negate the fact that D'Angelo Russell has been a god this year, or at least the second half of the year, I'd say even. Um I'll be the first to admit I thought that he was – after he left the Lakers, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be one of those things where they leave the team that got drafted by and they don't really produce anything else. Yeah. I think that it was pretty fair that, you know, when he was at L.A., he wasn't – I mean, that team, those two years he was there, that was disgusting to watch, to say the least. But – um, and it's, you know – I. Is it fair to throw him this high in the list after not even a full year over players like Jamal Murray, Tatum, Jalen Brown? Yeah, I don't I mean, think technically so. they have him ahead of Donovan Mitchell, and I personally right. disagree with that.
1: So, yeah, I think Russell – I would – you know, if I were, like, needed a point guard to start my franchise with, I would probably take Donovan Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox over Russell. I oh, mean, absolutely. I think it's close, but, yeah, I mean, having Russell up there is – That's my one problem, and then I agree with you, Devin Booker. eh, You know, we don't know what he's going to become yet. But no, and I think like
0: tough too is that. So once Chris Hops is healthy, is he in this list? I would assume he would be in the list. You know what I mean? I easily would think that's the case. So, and I think that. So this is my thing with Tatum. I'm going to kind of go on a little bit of a tangent here with Tatum. So. I've said to you and Flatam and multiple other people that I definitely think that there's a chance that that guy could be an MVP one day. And I think that that might be crazy to say because there's not really much of a sample size to go off of that. But I just – there's something about him. It's it's just – it doesn't make sense to me that someone's game could be that polished and look that good out of college. And at least from – I mean, it's different when it's Duke and it's this and that and it's college and – you know, I watched him intensively last year because I just really love his game. Anything that's like related to Paul George, I love the fact that a player can be that size, that athletic. That's just smooth with the ball, but isn't a point guard that isn't take. It's like they don't they're efficient with their touches is basically what I'm saying. And there's times where in that, especially in that Cavs series last year, where after that dunk on LeBron, I was thinking, holy shit, what the hell is this guy?
1: Yeah, I I mean, there's times where Tatum looks like Kobe. Honestly, like, have you ever seen those like comparison videos and stuff? And he yeah, like models you know, his game after all and his comparison stuff.
0: Comparison videos is is that there's a comparison video of Afro Kobe and Wiggins, and it's the exact same fucking thing. Yeah,
1: that's true, but I I, I don't see Wiggins like making the. I mean, he does sometimes, but old those gets like old, those old, like old, turnarounds. I'll make sure when we get to uh,
0: Wiggins when we get to our our uh, segment called Home Corner. We'll uh. Yeah. We'll get around to that because I will, I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate on that. But um, I think that I don't like doing comparisons of who's going to be the next Kobe, this and that. Cause yeah, yeah. No one's going to be Kobe. No one will. Right. No one's going to be LeBron. Zion's not going to be LeBron. That's not a thing. Like, I don't. You can have the same tangibles and size and you can make this that, and the third. But, it. I mean, you can it, you can have that and average 23 points. Cool. Nice. Great. It's not 28 and a half. It's not 30. That's not any of that. So,
1: yeah, but I think Tatum is a solid player, but I think people are too high on him. Yeah. I mean, the potential I mean, is there. I don't I don't think he could be like an MVP type player, but like, yeah. He's
0: going with MVPs. you I know mean, though, on his, yeah, on his own mean, team, though, Yeah, you're right. Giannis <laughs> Giannis is probably the only person I can think of who could be like a clear player who wins it multiple times in terms yeah. of the young players i don't think there's really any player i mean cat could pull like a kg thing where he has a ridiculous year to make the playoffs so then we don't make the finals because it's minnesota but i think i just you know i don't I, the honest is probably the only guy i can think of that's possible of going that far down the line in terms yeah. of MVPs.
1: so before you move to the home corner i would like to circle it back and a, a Bring a small little seg, maybe a possible future segment for the show. <laughs> yeah, great. It's, it's it's hey, the as
0: I've said many on, on many other pods, any on air production meetings are fine. I
1: could it's two- the it's the zoned out pods zoned in award. Oh, so we pick, like player, we pick a player. We pick a player who has been locked in and who has been really good lately. And I think I think I want to uh, give my vote to the guy I hated the most, who I thought was gonna be a bust, Trey Young. Yeah. So in his in his last ten in his last ten, he's averaging twenty six point five points, ten assists, four and a half boards in yeah, thirty-six minutes. And you know, he had what forty nine the other night against the Bulls. Yeah, we're not gonna And thirty six against the Wolves, thirty six against Houston. That's true. And um I was like looking at his player thing and today he got ejected for staring down Chris Dunn after What's- yeah. <laughs> After Wait, hitting like, a three-day like game? Like, yeah, like what, twenty what? minutes ago. <laughs> so just like <laughs> the confidence he's playing with and, and stuff is kind of crazy. Trey Young is yeah. Exciting.
0: Yeah, that and then you know, so the thing with Trey Young that one, I oh man, it really pisses me off. Because I know that I'll I if someone had a mic to my mouth, like probably Oh, what year was it when someone said that Steph Curry was running basketball? It's probably like 2 years ago or was
1: it Uh, I think like after 15-16.
0: Yeah, so it was 3 years ago. That was probably their first championship where they won it where they said that. Yeah, so and, Yeah. I disagreed. No, I agreed originally. I know I agreed originally because I thought that I was just tired of watching Steph throw up bullshit shots that were going in cuz I don't know if it's just the way he releases the ball or what it looks like when he's getting you know when he's like heating up and he'll take two straps over half court then he just throws it up and it goes in
1: just that's that cocky little like flip of the wrist throws, and yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> dude that shot that Trey Young made where he literally was at the logo like yeah. not even like it was like 2 inches away from the logo he just pull up with like 20 seconds on the shot clock like what the hell is that
1: yeah that that's, that's
0: crazy just cuz that's all directly nuts. inspired from Steph 100% but yeah. this is my thing so I've grown to it now because I'm one of very few people who enjoy uh, watching players chuck threes now, aka James Harden, Steph, Trey. You can throw in D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I don't. It doesn't make a difference now. It's it's just the way the league's going now, so you just have to get used to it, I guess. But I thought Trey Young was undersized, like an ant in terms of weight and muscle. And I thought, okay, he's lining up in college in the Big 12, a notoriously awful defensive conference. And sweet. Okay, cool. Okay, he's going third. Interesting. I'm not sure why. And then he's panned out. And even I even touch more on that. So their GM was the assistant GM for the Warriors when they were making their team. So this guy took the archetype or like the format of what he made out of that team, and he did the exact same thing with the Hawks.
1: Again, that's kind of crazy. I didn't know that.
0: So they drafted Kevin Herder, who played for Maryland. Who I, you know, as a, as both of us are Big Ten fans, I probably know more than you, but because um, I religiously watch Gopher for Basketball. But when he played for Maryland, it was very interesting to me because I, I mean everyone can make, I mean, we can both make three point shots. Doesn't mean you're a god by any means. But, um, yeah, he has been fantastic for them. Like fantastic. So yeah. I just am really intrigued to see moving forward what that this team's gonna do because they pick Kevin Herder is basically their Clay Thompson. Steph is or Trey is Steph. And then their bruiser guy was Omari Spellman, who I mean, I don't really have much, but, I mean, yeah, he's supposed to be the Draymond. He kind of looks like a Draymond, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That is wild. I never really thought about that. 6'9", power forward, 245 pounds. Does that sound like anyone you've ever heard of that plays for Golden State? Yep. Like, clockwork.
1: Spellman, yeah, he, he is a nice game, too.
0: Yeah, so they...
1: John Collins is a beast, too.
0: John Collins. John Collins is another player I thought, okay, so here's Blake Griffin, who loves to dunk has a decent post game plays pick and roll well and he's been very good for them this year. So Yeah,
1: dude, he's averaging like 20 points a game.
0: Yeah, dude. <laughs> he's a god. It's, it's it literally is him and Trey Young running the pick and roll. That's right. that's what they do all the time. So, I think bring it back to your point of who's zoned in i think Trayon. do you have a different
1: candidate besides trey
0: you know on spot if i knew you're gonna ask me this my first thought is gonna be Kawhi. only based off of one the fact that he for one came back to this team or came to this team which i didn't really know how much he was gonna play and i didn't really know what to expect i didn't you know this and that and did you see that shit post that someone put on the nba reddit Mm-mm. someone I'm gonna have to look it up again but someone did a like a kind of a research project I can't think of what the proper word would be a survey I guess maybe I don't know I'm probably bullshitting at this point
1: yeah, a but poll. yeah
0: oh not really they looked up what the Raptors record was with and without Kawhi Leonard when he was playing mm-hmm. and if I'm yeah, so here it is. Interesting stat. This was six days ago. Kawhi Leonard has played 44 games and not played in 17 games this season. The Toronto Raptors are currently 44 and 17. Hmm. So let's just, let's just hold that. They haven't
1: won every game with him. I know that.
0: Yeah. So basic. Yeah. So basically that's ridiculous for one. That his impact is still that high. And two, actually, you know what? I'm going to take it back. I, I know who my zone-in Canada is. It's his point guard. It's Kyle fucking Lowry, who I did not know what his upside was going to be once DeRozan left. But he's been playing fantastic. Like, fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, his like num- he's another guy, like, weirdly, sometimes his numbers aren't the best. But, like, yeah, they're winning. They just beat Boston. They just beat Portland. Like,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's, I I just, a part of me, it's very, I I love their team, dude. I love their team. Their team, top to bottom, is very, very nice to look at. Yeah. And like you mentioned before, even, I mean, in terms of most improved players, if we're talking about the Raptors in general, baby Giannis himself, Pascal Siakam, (laughs) I'm excited to see what uh, he will become.
1: Yeah. I think he's got to be most improved at this point. He's averaging sixteen point three and seven boards, uh, stealing a block a game too. Shooting thirty, almost thirty eight percent from three as well. Yeah, and, and he's and I love six how, uh, six nine uh, six ten.
0: Basketball reference. They have his they have, they have his nicknames in here. His nickname is Spicy P.
1: <laughs> I've never heard that. That's awesome. No, yeah, I haven't either. Spicy P.
0: That's, I mean, I'm excited to see what he's capable of. Yeah. So, All I right. think that's Shall probably my closest to the home corner. Yeah, I guess we'll move forward towards home corner. So, I'm going to let you take the floor. I'm just going to ask you. It's going to be just a Q&A. I, I got my questions written down. You've already seen them. I'm just going to send it to you anyways. So, what's, like, I really, it's going to be tough for me to say I really want your honest opinion because I really know what I think your honest opinion is. But. What's the realistic outlook here for the Bucks? The like, Bucs. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? The Bucks, the Milwaukee trucks. Milwaukee fucking trucks. <laughs> oh, man.
1: I don't want to go on too long. Uh, everyone, if you don't know who I am, I'm a huge Bucks fan. So <laughs> um, the so I, I know you said, is the Eastern Conference final possible for the Bucks? I I think at this point, if they don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, it will be a failure. Yeah, and I know weird. I know that sounds kind of wild, well, okay, but like
0: I mean, you really I mean, if you think of it in that way, you have to win one series realistically
1: if you're playing two Magic. two series. Would it be yeah. Two? Oh, so well, yeah, they I'm, have to I'm win two series. I'm not counting the Magic series because I know it's going to oh, be okay, a yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, if the playoffs started today, they would play the Magic, yes. and then they would play the winner of Indiana and. Brooklyn. Yes. So conceivably yeah. that would be a very, you know, not like a cakewalk, but a pretty well, easy. Well, you get the
0: Pacers, who knows what's going to happen?
1: Yeah. I just... But I mean, I would take Milwaukee in that. Yeah. In that.
0: You know, yeah. Because I mean, as a one seed, you're going to have that much of an advantage. That series is way easier to use. Or for yeah. you, that is.
1: I, I just think at this point, like this team gels so well together. They're so deep and. Yeah, people compare this team to uh, Coach Budenholzer's Mike Buds. uh, I think it was like yeah, the 2015 Hawks Hawks that won that won 60 games. Yeah, people always bring that up, and they're like, oh well, you know, the Hawks team won 60 games, and then And then uh, and and then lost in the yeah, they got pounded by LeBron in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. But the difference is to me, like this team has LeBron, like they have Giannis. Like they they are that almost they have the guy in the conference. So I think that's the big difference. And if you look at, I I saw something recently. If you look at net rating, so just the estimate of point differential per 100 possessions, they're plus 9.1. And so they basically win on average a game by nine points. And if you that metric and a couple other ones, like they're basically historically good like the only teams better than the like this bucks team in terms of like net rating and stuff is like jordan's Bulls, and like one year of lebron's Cavs in like the last 25 years
0: which is nuts yeah
1: and, oh and uh 73 win warriors so yeah. i mean thinking about it this bucks team should i think should make the eastern conference finals for sure and has a good chance to make the play or the finals. Yeah. And people, and now people will say like, this team has never won anything, but it's different when the team Bronx is, is not different.
0: You're gatekeeper anymore though.
1: Yep. Exactly. That changes
0: everything. Yeah. So, and so yeah, I, man, that's, that's
1: my initial thoughts on the bucks. I think that this season will be kind of a, you know, if they get bounced in the first or second round, like it definitely would be a if failure. If you get bounced
0: in the game. first round, that's going to be like, <laughs> well, Dallas, if they're the Ma- one it's going to be like Dallas Mavericks against the Golden State Warriors in like the early 2000s. Yeah. That's
1: if they're, they're the ones, there's to... no way. If they are. This, this team is just really good. Just, I mean, they are so, like, you, there's, um, they if you lose the Magic in who, offensive rating,
0: who, dude, if you guys lose to the Magic, who have basically just no switched.
1: Don't even talk about that. That's don't, terrible. Don't speak it in no fruition.
0: <laughs> Yeah, because name, name. Uh, do you want to name the point guard for the Magic for everyone here, if you can even know who it is?
1: Uh, well, I, I do. Can, oh. I can
0: insert crickets in the background if you need me to. <laughs> I can name also name like five What's other name? players. From, is I mean, he
1: from Texas? He's old.
0: Yeah, well, I'll right. say that I'm... he's old. <laughs> and I'll say that he's played with a fucking lot of teams. And he's put in a magical Augustine. form. It's DJ Augustine. If DJ Augustine, Evan Fournier, Terrence fucking Ross.
1: <laughs> Terrence Ross has been tearing people apart. Okay, though,
0: cool. They're, they're <laughs> garbage. I do not care. It does not matter. I, the I'm Bucks telling... are sweep yeah. them. The Bucks are sweeping. No shit. There's no way they don't.
1: But this Bucks team, they're fourth in offensive rating. So ahead of them is Nuggets, Rockets, Warriors. And you think about like they're pace and space kind of play with Giannis and then just like spreading the floor with shooters is obviously working really well really well for them but they are first in defensive rating too so I think that's like you it's know good defense, balance to have everyone talks about how like defense travels and you know in the playoffs there's so much like the defense is ratcheted up so much more so I, I just think that's why you know they plus look it like seems they like you really know who team. your
0: seven guys are yeah, that I think is really I mean, important in terms of when you're looking in terms of what you can expect in the playoffs. If you can expect to get production out of at least seven of your guys, like at least two guys on your bench, maybe nine like total. So two more guys, maybe that'd be lucky. But
1: when your first, their first four off the bench is Nikola Mirotic, George God. Hill, Urson, uh, and then either like Pat Connaughton or Tony Snell. I mean, those are your first four guys off the bench. That's pretty yeah, deep.
0: Yeah, and that's cool that Connington's gotten a chance to play more in comparison when he's in or when he's in uh, Portland before because he was yeah. so much fun to watch at Notre Dame.
1: He is. He's a beast. He's like has this forty-four inch vertical or whatever. He's something. a god.
0: He's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and just. Uh, in case you were curious, the Celtics just lost to the Houston Rockets by 11 points, and I don't know what the stat line
1: is, but I think I lost you there. They lost to who?
0: They lost to the or the Celtics lost to the Rockets by 11 points, and I do not know what the stat line oh, yeah. is, but based off of me watching this in the background, I saw James Harden say "fuck you" to Jalen Brown probably four times from the three point line.
1: <laughs> James Harden had 42. Eric Gordon 32.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Oh, sorry for everyone that I just probably spit in the mic. I don't even care. My <laughs> God. Holy smokes. Talk about a one-off right. a game for Eric Gordon. But back to the point of hand.
1: So, I think I'm done with the Bucks. I've yeah. talk about them forever. And I think. It's, it's basically they're this good, but they're just going to have to prove it in the playoffs. And yeah, because there's a difference so.
0: between, you know, you had that team last year, which outside of a couple of pieces and Giannis being better, it's not really much of a different team, is it? I don't think it is.
1: Uh. Eric Buds was the playing a lot thing, better for starters. The biggest thing coaching, dude. Last year, Jason Kidd and then fired him, and they had Joe Prunty. Uh, True. yeah, uh, And, you know, this year they have Bud. So, I think the biggest thing is coaching and then, like, God, that's Brooke, just Lo- a great Brooke coach, Lopez. <laughs> coach Bud, yeah.
0: Yeah, Brooke Lopez, Ryan, too. And that's – dude, did you see that tweet? I think you're the one that favored that tweet where it was. the one where they were saying all the Lakers had to do was just re-sign Brooke Lopez, not sign KCP <laughs> – and Julius Randall, yeah keep Julius Randall Angela Russell <laughs> yeah oh my god dude it's funny to think about yeah but I don't really know what else there is I mean I'll talk more about the kind of overall situation with the Wolves because we both are kind of in the agreements that it's not very likely the Wolves are making the playoffs which I kind of already have gotten to understand which it's not like it's a hard thing to understand because I'm not really still in love with the roster we have I think there's pieces that need to be moved and figured out The first thing that I'm still really trying to wrap my head around is I don't, you know, I'm on the, I'm still trying to figure out a way to defend Andrew Wiggins in terms of arguments. The only thing I can come up with is that he's young, but I don't know. Like there's no, I, I don't really know what to think of. Like, I don't, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's motivation from him. It doesn't seem like the upside is going to be there. I feel like the best thing we got from him was that five game streak like two years ago where he averaged like 36 points because he was wearing green shoes. Like, (laughs) I don't like that's like if that's the only thing I get and we pay him this much money, oh man, it's going to kick my ass. It's going to kill me. Yeah. And I don't, I just don't understand.
1: I don't watch enough T Wolves basketball to like really give you, you 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 don't get it
0: anyways. So, I am.
1: I do watch him though. I do watch him. Yeah. But I just don't I don't know what it is with Wiggins. So he's averaging seventeen point six this year. And I, I think his minutes are down a little bit. A but, little bit, but it's not to the yeah.
0: point where you can make a connection where it is like one of those things where it's like, oh well, right. you know, that's the reason why.
1: But yeah, you would just you would think with he averaged twenty three in sixteen, seventeen. I did not know that. Yeah,
0: dude. He yeah. could score. You would think a with
1: you would think with, you know, Butler fucking him over and leaving, like, he would maybe take some pride and be like, all right, dude, this is my time. Like I'm a true number two now. Like
0: that's when basically I think he didn't step into it. And cat was like, okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to take your shit. You left in the front doorstep and I'm going to carry it because I have to, and I'm just going to carry us. Even though like it's not really caring when we don't win enough games.
1: Yeah, man. So what, like, I know we were talking about the outlook for the playoffs. What do you think, I think for the playoffs this is a, for the Wolves and also just for the rest of the season, season for the my, Wolves? My
0: yeah. main my main thing now, like my main focus of the Wolves is off season now because like are they
1: are they gonna lose and just like like with this tough schedule? Is it possible that they just like go for a really good pick and start well, losing games? That's what, do you think?
0: that's what my question was. So I'm wondering, you know, what's the best what's the best option or outlook here? And my one thing is I don't think that with Ryan Saunders, who I love as a coach, but I don't know if he's a permanent option. I like, I was the first person who was saying once Tibbs got, finally got fired, I was, which should have happened last year, maybe (laughs) never should have gotten hired. I don't know. You asked me,
1: did you rejoice that day?
0: (laughs) Dude, I was the happiest man in the world. I think that day he got fired and what else happened that day? It was something amazing that happened. (laughs) <laughs> I can't remember either way. Um, it was the greatest time. And I was so happy that Saunders got hired because I always will love a young coach. Always. I'm always going to be a fan of that. Cause I think it's more relatable. I think they understand the game more and it depends on who the person is, which obviously in his case, we're lucky because his dad was the coach here for so long, but I just don't know if he's the right fit. And to the people who think that Fred Hoiberg's the right fit, I want you to shut the fuck up and never say his name. (laughs) I do not want Fred Hoiberg as the coach of the Timberwolves any day of the week. And I'll tell you why I'll give you a little uh, sample size. I don't know if anyone here understands, or, you know, has had any bit of basketball knowledge. I would love for someone to tell me his record with the bulls. And I would love for you to tell me the positives that came out of him coaching the bulls. And I'll be here all day, all week, all night, (laughs) taking in all your statements i'm going to retract them and say guess what he was a garbage coach for the bulls he only can coach college i'm saying that and i'm sticking with it
1: i was gonna say but he was a good college coach
0: yeah that's it. that's it and if you know if, and if we're gonna go off the deep end and talk about college coaches in minnesota yes our coach is a pile of dog turds has a below 50 percent win percentage of the conference and maybe fred hoyper can go there so Fiddle off there, my guy, because you are not coming to the Wolves. So back to, you know, wrapping this all together. Basically, I think that losing out and getting a better pick would be a positive, but I don't know what we'd be looking for. I, my first thought's point guard, but then what, what's what's D. Rose going to do? Are we paying Tyus? Jeff Teague's going to be back? You know, what's... What can you find at that late in the draft that's going to be that good of a pick? And I guess devil's advocate to that would be we got Josh Kogi, who to some may not know enough about him, but I challenge people to watch his game, and I would love for you to agree with me in that his upside is very interesting and that his defensive game is equivalent to someone at the rec center who slaps the shit out of you repeatedly and fouls you. (laughs) but then also goes down shoots threes occasionally makes them and then dunks on you and makes fun of you. So I love that only in the NBA, not to me because if that happened to me at the rack, I'd be embarrassed and could never be found again, but
1: he's been a bright spot for sure though. And
0: he's been sick. And I'm glad that it's turned out for him because he wasn't really looked at that much. I think I really wanted Lonnie Walker, but I mean, he hasn't really played for the Spurs this year. So I I guess that's a positive, but, um, I think my biggest questions are in terms of going into the off season. I want to know one is Taj is going to be able to come back because he's another player where I could see a team. That's a playoff team. Now that wants to take that next step. Taj is a glue guy. He's a great player. I love Taj Gibson. I have zero complaints with him. Maybe make your free throws more, but that's a whole team thing. But so where is he gonna go? Is Tyus gonna be able to stay? I don't even. I honestly don't even know what number I could put on Tyus. It'd be a three-year deal, but I don't know how much I could pay him. And is D Rose gonna? Is he even out? Like, what's the most? Like, what's the least amount of money you can imagine him staying for?
1: Um,
0: I, I, I don't know. Uh, what's, he, what's he getting paid right now? He's getting paid a min. He's getting paid two million.
1: That's right. Um. Well, Eric Bledsoe, who I think is uh, you know, different different player for sure right now and they have different kind of career outlooks and stuff, just got paid its average of seventeen and a half million over four years. So it's four years, seventy million. So I mean I could see the similar contract ten no. I think less.
0: Well, yeah, because of like, age. Like
1: That's minimum fair. minimum eight, ten. Is that fair? I don't know.
0: I hope so. I don't know, like, but I also
1: feel like, you know, if the market changes, someone yeah, someone dude, could could offer him a lot.
0: That's the thing. So say the Lakers love his game. And for some reason, he's just like wanting to go to a big market. Then why wouldn't you go? You know, yeah. it's very interesting. I, I don't know,
1: though. Like Dero's already had so much like history and stuff. I would think that the, the Wolves could bring him back on a, I think a so, reasonable too. contract. I think
0: yeah. he loves it here. From everything, it seems like he's really enjoyed it. Like that whole that game where he put up 50, dude, that was that's probably my favorite game the entire yeah, year. Dude. And that the Wolves the love him. shit ever.
1: Like the wolves, I just feel like have treated him really well, and yeah. like I see their their Twitter does like a great job of just like talking about E-Rose. all the yeah.
0: time because the yeah. fucking rose emoji they always use <laughs> all the fucking time. Yeah, but I think you know in terms of anything else that's worthy of talking about, I think you know my thing with Wiggins is I'm really mad we gave him that money because I really, I mean, so the tough thing with that is, say we don't give him the money, he walks. Okay, whatever. I don't think there's a way that he goes somewhere and becomes God. I don't think that's possible. I can imagine him going to a team like Charlotte and just being even grosser than he is now. And then it's like, you know, the tough part about being the Wolves is we're not a big market, for one. And two, I don't really know who we could attract. Because for the longest time, I was wondering if it was possible if the Wolves could pull out some bullshit trade and trade for CJ McCollum. But obviously that's not possible, but I just, you know, it sucks having a guy in your team that is getting paid way too much money, like way too much.
1: And they have a couple, like they have, they have a uh, Wiggins, Taj Gibson. I actually no, know Taj his, his contract's not terrible. Yeah, he's
0: he's going to be out. Well, Jeff T's getting paid too much because he doesn't play Sorry. enough for sure.
1: Gorgie, uh, Gorgie Gorgie's Zhang and, is the worst outside yeah, of and, and then Teague as well. So, I mean, if they could get rid of some of those bad contracts or like, and like maybe get some, I don't know, get some buyout guys and get some picks, you know, if they could like take on terrible contracts for people and get picks, like that would help them a lot, I feel like. But yeah. And, you know, I don't know if they're winning, you know, next year either. But no,
0: and it's just a see. really odd spot because I don't really know what the outlook is. You know, I don't really know what
1: a lot of question marks for sure.
0: There's no like clear positives. I think the first thing you have to address is a coach, you have to figure out who's in charge. And then after that, you're going to have to figure out what's like, if you're the coach, you got to think, okay, well, you know, what's, what's one through five, who fills in these spots. And then after that, you figure out who your six man is and I guess roll with it and we'll see how it works next year. I just don't know
1: what that looks like. I feel like, like the, like realm of possibilities that the wolves go in is just massive. Like, oh, I, I think it's their so situation limitless. is like, yeah, they could go skyrocket upwards, stay mediocre, or like tank. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like their situation is not that much different than like the bucks last year. The bucks didn't have a coach, were like a fringe playoff team, and then like you know got bounced in the first round and like got this off season, got a coach, got some players, like made some star- smart decisions, like not resigning Jabari and stuff. And like, yeah, got him now, off. so the, I mean, I think the wolves, you know, they make some good, their GMs make some good moves for fucking once and yeah. they could be back, back on track of being a good. And it's tough. Team.
0: Cause I think our owner is a fucking idiot, but I don't really know. <laughs> like he looks like he's from Whoville. I don't really know what else to say. He's it's Glenn Taylor. He, I really wish they're in a world where he could sell this team. And we got a, an owner who really was invested in this team and just seemed like he cared Like, it's tough to say, like, it's tough to have an owner who seems like they really care. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that's a thing personally, but I just want something different. I want to change Mm -hmm. because I don't think we ever had anything like that. I don't think there's been a sport outside of maybe the Vikings where, because our GM was so good that it seemed like there was actually positives for once. But, you know, I just, I don't know. It's very, it's not clear as to what our direction is moving forward.
1: Yeah. Lots so. of questions. Hopefully we can talk about that more when we get closer to the off season.
0: Yeah, and I think that's going to be the interesting thing is where it goes moving forward. So um, I think before we get out of here, what, um, who are you interested in moving forward in free agency, if the Bucks even have any space? Like, are you thinking anything down the line that you're – I mean, it seems kind of weird if you're a one seed who you're really looking for in signing. In-
1: who are the Bucks looking for, or who would we be who interested in? Who would you in? like to see? Um – I think at this point, they're just going to try to keep the band together. That's you know, what I was like thinking. Everyone, they just kept uh, Bloodsoe, but Middleton and uh, Brogdon, Miritich, how much, the, how much Lopez, all those Brogdon. guys. I think that they, so Bloodsoe's seventeen and a half. 17 and a half. I think that they should try to base it somewhat off that and give him a, you know, a little bit less. But I think somewhere in that ballpark is fair. He's a solid player, dude. He's 50-40-90. Yeah, he's really
0: good. <laughs> he's the best. Yeah. Isn't he the best free throw shooter in the league. I'm yeah, sure he is.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah, and if you get that so, off the bench, I
0: mean, that's I mean, uh, that's pretty kind of solid to have as yeah. your uh, one yeah, two. He start, oh yeah, uh, he no, start, he plays a two, doesn't he? Yeah, or his butts will yeah. play a two.
1: He plays the two, but Interesting. like, yeah, he was you know he played more of a point guard his rookie year, but he's definitely. But they
0: still both have. Now. They're both capable of playing off the ball, which is important. yeah for sure
1: and on yeah, but I think the bucks should just try to keep the band together if they could keep lopez and Miritich, or what i, I don't know if they can it's going to be tight with their contracts so we'll see
0: yeah and uh, you know the thing with me with the wolves i don't i don't even have enough of an opinion or a thought as to where we're going moving forward who i can even think about in free agency i'll have to like go more in detail on who right. that they could possibly get but i don't really know you know i think it's going to be interesting to say to say the least
1: I agree. So. Uh, one last thing before you open up your NBA app. One last thing before we get out of here. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I'm looking at the box scores from today. Yeah, and That's go to cool. Hawks Bulls. Right, let's go. <laughs> is there on ESPN. on Atlanta's box score? Um, there is a there's a player right now. It just says unknown for their name, and That's, that they <laughs> that just they on the NBA app. What, it, what the fuck on is the that? NBA app? Yeah, I checked I checked my phone and uh, computer and. It just says unknown player played 18 minutes and had 11 points. And I (laughs) I don't know who it is.
0: Wait, who? What the fuck? Played 18 minutes?
1: If you can't see it, it's fine. I just think it's hilarious.
0: Do you see BJ Johnson? Is that who it is?
1: It must be. Yeah, I can't see it. It just says unknown. Oh, it
0: has to be, yeah. Because he, he, on his ESPN picture, there's no picture. And it it has like the smallest amount of details.
1: Yeah, I don't even know who that is. So nineteen un- minutes, four he, of four from the field, un-
0: three of three from three.
1: <laughs> he's tore it up. He's the unlockable character from like Super Smash. Bros. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I guess that concludes uh episode one of zoned out. Um thanks for listening if you even made it this far. And uh we will see you around. All
1: right, thanks, man. See you later.